You're listening to another episode of the Dunstan Group's award-winning Brand Builders Podcast, Quarantine Edition. Same great hosts, but with that Zoom meeting sound quality we've all grown to love. Now, here are your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast, powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we have a special guest. Uh, You guys have probably heard about the Ronald McDonald House, and Kristen Young is here to talk a little bit specifically about the the Ronald McDonald House here in Charlotte. Now, you can't really imagine anything worse than having, you know, a child that's sick that needs to be in the hospital. You know, there's so many things that are probably running through your mind. I have a two-year-old. I can't even imagine that. But, you know, what's going on? What's the treatment? How will they get better? And how, where are people going to stay? You know, there's a lot of people that are in, the North, or in North Carolina or even in the South that come to Charlotte, come to Atrium because we have amazing hospitals, but they don't necessarily have a place to stay. And that's where the Ronald McDonald House of Charlotte comes into play. A lot of you guys have probably seen the location. It's a beautiful facility. But how many of you have been in there? How many of you have gotten the opportunity to volunteer? Or how many of you have really gotten the opportunity to understand what the Ronald McDonald House is? And that's what we're hoping to, uh, to learn a little bit more today. So, you know, this is something that is an organization that relieves the burden for parents by giving them a place to stay uh, when their children are in the hospitals. You know, obviously families are better together and Ronald McDonald House serve those families uh, who are in the Hemby, excuse me, Hemby Children's Hospital at Novant Presbyterian and Levine Children's Hospital. So it's all the hospitals, not just Atrium. Got to make sure I put that in there. And so we're really excited to learn a little bit more about Ronald McDonald House. Uh, I think it's something that people know, but I think people need to know more. And uh, we're so excited. So welcome, Kristen Young, great last name, to the Brand Butters Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. This is a great opportunity to talk about the Ronald McDonald House of Charlotte and what we do for families that are, you know, from, like you said, across North Carolina, South Carolina, and even across the world. We see families who are coming into the city for that world-class like healthcare um, that we have right here in our backyards. And we're fortunate for that. So thank you for having me. Absolutely, Kristen. Thank you. Great introduction, Brian. Um, Tell us a little bit, if you will, Kristen, about the history in Charlotte of the Ronald McDonald House. Sure. We're actually kind of one of the younger houses in the Ronald McDonald House system. We only opened our doors to families in May 2011. So this May, we are going to be celebrating our ninth birthday uh, here in Charlotte. Um, We've been serving about 500 families per year um, at our house since our doors opened. Um, It is amazing. I know. I can't believe it. Um, It's amazing that we have been able to serve those families, and it was something that Charlotte really needed. So Kristen, tell us, with that being around since 2011, you know, you think of Ronald McDonald House, and I think a lot of people probably know, you know, the national brand, but maybe they don't know much about it. How did Charlotte become a city that got it in 2011? And maybe really what's the history of the Ronald McDonald House from a nation or from a global standpoint, if that? Um, the Ronald McDonald House got started in the 1970s, actually. So we're kind of one of the younger houses in the system. And it got started by a gentleman named Fred Hill, who played for the Philadelphia Eagles. And his daughter, Kim, sadly had leukemia. And he was going back and forth from the hospital, you know, for treatments and different things. And he was noticing other families like himself who were sleeping on waiting room floors, eating out of the vending machine. And he was like, this is no way for families 
to take care of their loved ones that are going through, you know, some very hard times in their life. So he, um, together with his general manager, um, they approached Ray Kroc from McDonald's and they came up with this first Ronald McDonald house and they bought a legit house right next door to the hospital in Philadelphia. So that's kind of the where we came from. That's kind of what we were formed on, really taking care of those families during some of the darkest days of their life. And how many houses now um, are around? Is it, is it something that's just in the United States? Is this globally? I'd love to see the reach that's, that's come around in the, in the last 40 years. Yeah, 50, Ronald, 50. yeah, Ronald McDonald House is worldwide. There's over like 360 Ronald McDonald houses um, around the world, and about 180 so of those are in the continental United States. And those can be anything from like our house, that's an actual physical house, or a family room that's in the hospital that f uh, families can go to when they're at a hospital. There's even mobile care units as well. So it's all kind of different variations of it, um, but we are an actual physical house. That's so awesome, Mommy. What, what a great story. I love to hear when people are doing so much good for our community. And, and as we said earlier, no one thinks about their children getting sick until they get sick. So, you know, and, and with the Ronald McDonald's house and it being there to help, tell us some things that you all do for families while they're visiting and during these stressful times. Definitely. I mean, you said it correctly. Nobody knows, like nobody knows they're going to have to use the Ronald McDonald house. And so I think that sometimes people don't know about us until they're actually in the situation. And so what we do for families is we provide that home away from home, those comforts of home. So every family, we have 28 total bedrooms at our Ronald McDonald house. So we can have 28 families staying with us at any time. They get their own private room their own private bathroom um, is set up as their own home. But we have so many amenities to help them so they don't have to worry about things. For instance, we have dinner every single night that's cooked by community volunteers that they can come back to after the hospital and have a dinner there. We have fresh baked cookies every day because who wouldn't, you know, a, a cookie would bring a smile to anybody's face when they smell a fresh baked cookie too. Um, we have a teen room with video games. We have playroom for the littler kids. Um, we have even, we have interns um, that come in for even counseling services that are free for our families. Anything that you can think of, we have it at the house. Pet therapy, activities, um, anything just to make our house a loving environment um, for those families who are going through so much. So you mentioned pet therapy. They can actually bring their pets to the house? So, so we have, um, so the families can't, but we have certified volunteers that have certified pet therapy pets um, that we schedule every week. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is amazing because sometimes you can't, we can't bring, you know, you can't bring your dog with you. And so we want to make sure that there's, you know, animals there that the families can interact with. Um, and what's really funny, we have a therapy horse, a mini horse that comes, that comes in once a month. Her name is Brandy. And she comes in the house with her little Build-A-Bear shoes so she doesn't scratch the floor. <laughs> and the families love her. That is hilarious. But I've also, great. Um, there's a lot of amazing animals that, um, that, that are therapy animals that go through hospitals. And some of the stories are incredible. And how much it brings just, I don't want to necessarily awareness, it just brings hope and joy and, and just something different that, that typically kids don't get to experience when they're going through all of that stuff. So that's really neat. 
Um, before we dive into really the history of Charlotte and honestly how companies and organizations and individuals can support the Ronald McDonald House here in Charlotte, I'd love to learn a little bit more about your personal brand, your personal story. Um, you've been with the Ronald McDonald House for about a year and a couple months, right? Or almost a year and a half. Yeah. You have a pretty unique background where you've worked in, uh, for, for Mecklenburg EMS, you've worked for Senior Living, you've worked for NC Medicis. So you've been with a lot of different organizations. What brought you the Ronald McDonald House? And tell us a little bit about what your specific role is within the organization. Sure. Um, I've been in Charlotte, I can't believe it, I think going on 12 years almost. Um, and I was brought uh, here to work for the EMS agency and their PR department. So I've always had that PR background, but I've also had that healthcare um, background that I've loved to help people and really through the work I do through PR. Um, so I got into the kind of the nonprofit realm with NC Medicist um, about, uh, you know, about five years ago, I you know, started working for them and really just caring for people who are going through hard times in their life and how we can provide for them as, you know, a nonprofit community as a network. Um, and I saw this amazing new job at the Ronald McDonald House. They were expanding their staff and it was going to include um, marketing and PR person. And I said, oh my goodness, that is one of my, you know, dream jobs. Um, my husband, when he was uh, 14 years old, had a very major surgery um, where he pretty much had to learn to walk again. And um, he stayed at a Ronald McDonald house in New York City. Um, so I've always heard of his connection through it and his family's connection. And when I saw this position, I was like, I want to help families. And I've just been so lucky this past year and a half to be working for their amazing organization. What was it like when you told your husband that you had gotten the job. I feel like that's like pop the champagne. This is so cool, like full circle type of, of story and family just kind of bonding and moment. Like, I feel like if my wife, I, I luckily didn't go through anything like that, but if I did, and then my wife was as passionate about it and wanted to go back, I just feel like that's just something that's so special that you guys will have for forever. Yeah, it really was. He was so excited that, you know, best opportunity came up. Um, but what was really funny is when I told my mother-in-law, because um, she really was the one who was experienced in it when she stayed at the house. And I think this is a true testament to the Ronald McDonald House and their mission, because as soon as I told her, I thought, you know, memories were going to flood back uh, about when Adam was in the hospital. But the first thing she said was, like, oh, my goodness, I met so many amazing people there. We cooked this turkey dinner. So all she could think about was the food and the friends she made at Ronald McDonald House. So I thought that was a true testament to how the Ronald McDonald House makes you feel. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and that's something that's so cool. And, and you can just tell by sitting here and looking at you and hearing the story, how passionate you are around that. And I think that's really neat in our city. Um, one thing that we've always learned, and me and Scott talk about this, is this podcast has opened up you know, our eyes and our ears to a lot of different organizations and a lot of different things that people are passionate about. And one of the neat things is, is there's so many different things that you can be involved in. And there's so many things that you can support and help out. And we had Cher Charlotte on, who is a, an amazing group that, that highlights nonprofits. And there's so many of them, right? But what you don't realize is there's so many different things that people are passionate for and passionate about. And there's so many reasons why. And it's so neat to hear a story that you're connected back to your husband before you even knew him, right? And now that's turned into not only a career, but a way that you can support it. So cheers to you. That's really awesome. Um, 
let's kind of pivot and jump into kind of the story of, of the times right now, and, and that's COVID-19. Um, that's dealing with, you know, a lot of different issues right now, hospital capacity, um, you know, dealing with, with all those issues. So what is the Ronald McDonald House doing right now, specifically maybe differently during these times? What are you guys going to do moving forward? And what are those conversations like for an organization that supports people that are in the hospital, specifically during this very, very, you know, testing time in, in our history? Yeah, like anybody else, you know, we, the Ronald McDonald House, we had to pivot and just think about what we were going to do to mainly take care of those families who were in our house and to keep them safe. And so one of the things we sadly had to do is we had to suspend our volunteer, um, volunteers for right now, which is very hard for us because we have over 300 volunteers per month that come into our house and do things such as bake cookies, make the meals, help us turn over rooms, even check in guests. So our small staff of, you know, 16, we had to take on those volunteer roles. And so we truly are learning how much we really miss our volunteers and how much we really rely on them um, because our cooking is just nearly not as good as uh, our volunteers. <laughs> um, but we still have families in our house. Um, we've even, you know, had to do things um, that the hospital's doing to advise us. Even um, the hospitals, you know, only allowing, you know, one caretaker into the, you know, the rooms and things along those lines where we've even had to pivot to limit, you know, our, our family visitors, which is, you know, very hard on our families too, because um, that having that family support network is what we're all about. Um, we have, you know, usually have grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles who are coming into the house to help, you know, those parents who are going through this. So even just limiting their exposure um, to have, you know, smaller family units that are in our house to, to keep them safe is something we've had to do. So on top of that, I would assume your role, a big part of your role is fundraising to help cover the expenses of all this. And I suspect that your ability to do that right now uh, is somewhat limited. So how are you pivoting there as well? Definitely. So as soon as this happened, you know, we had to think about events that we are currently having, you know, what we could do to gather. And one of those big events we're doing currently is our Sport a Shirt Share a Night fundraiser, where people from around Charlotte purchase t-shirts to sport them on an ultimate casual Friday for our families. So one of those things we had to do is move the date of the event um, but create it more virtually that, hey, you can still sport your shirt, you know, if you're at home, if you are back at work on May 29th. So we had to move things like that. Um, we've also um, had to add, uh, we call it our House Heroes campaign. Um, since we had to suspend our volunteers who, you know, make the meals and supply them, we had to look for other ways of what we could do. So we have reached out to those who were um, our kitchen crusaders to help fund a meal. Um, also, which has been great with that, we've reached out to our local restaurant partners here um, because we want to support local too. We know that they're going through a hard time as well. So we want to make sure that we're supporting them um, too. So we've just done a lot of different things to you know, raise money virtually. Um, we are still accepting donations via Amazon, which has been, that's been a lifesaver. So uh, people don't have to come and drop off those donations like snack items or anything for our families. They can send it via Amazon, which has been great. Do you guys on uh, Amazon have like a wish list or do you have like a list of items that, 
you know, maybe people can't necessarily donate money, but I know a lot of people are going through things in their house. They're going through certain things. Maybe there's something that they can donate from that perspective, or maybe even it's something that they can just buy through Amazon and send to you. Yeah, we do. We have a wish list online um, via Amazon Smiles too, which is wonderful. So it gives back while you're even purchasing items. Um, these are items that you would wouldn't think normally would be wishes from our house. They're things like um, cookie mix to cereal to Nutrigrain bars to Chef Boyardee to mac and cheese. So those items that are still available on Amazon. There are other items that I know all families around the entire you know, country are looking for, such as disinfecting wipes and hand sanitizer and things like that. And we keep telling people, don't get discouraged if they're out of stock. Um, you can put it in your basket for when it's, it's back in stock because we need these items actually 365 days a year because we are always trying to keep our house um, you know, clean and germ-free as well. Yeah, and I mean, I'll tell you this. I remember uh, I went to uh, an event, I believe it was with Hood Hogger Breakfast Club, but talking about the Ronald Donald House and how many volunteers you had to go in there. And they did like a video and they showed the inside of it. And I mean, most people have probably drove by this house and it's pretty incredible, right? Like a pretty cool looking house. So cheers to you guys on that. I, I guess moving forward, um, where do you guys see the future, not only of the organization, but like you, you say you've been here for 12 years. I've been in Charlotte for 10 years a lot has changed in Charlotte in 10 years. How have you guys kind of adapted to that growth? And do you see expansion in the future? Is the house big enough? I mean, how do you kind of look towards what are we gonna do in five years and 10 years if Charlotte continues to grow at the rate uh, that it is? I know you bring up a great point. I mean, we really are, you know, growing. I mean, we see the need all the time. We have 28 rooms right now, so we can have about 60 to 70 people in the house at a time, but, the need is is there. We can see us building on, growing, you know, obviously we don't have those plans, you know, made right now, but we expansion is something that could be in our future because there are, we do have, a, when we are operating, you know, out, outside of COVID, um, we do have a wait list um, plenty of times with families trying to get in the house. We try to keep that wait list moving to get families in and out as quickly as possible, but we definitely see the need for other um, avenues um, to support families, whether that is expanding our house, um, our current house of where it is, or maybe there's either other ways that the Ronald McDonald House could provide service for families within the hospital as well. How do people or families find information about Ronald McDonald if, if, if they're going through that? Is the hospital, um, you know, kind of guide them to you? Or if there are people that maybe it's not their family, but maybe there's a family that they know that's struggling or that's going through something like this. How do you guys get in touch with that? And I guess, how is that process set up? How do you, how do you even say, hey, I, I might need this or, or, uh, or use the service? Right, you're, you're exactly right. So we work directly with both hospital systems in the area, but we also work with uh, local doctor's office, uh, behavioral health, um, anything like that, that uh, a child is receiving treatment at. We work with those facilities um, and we work directly with their social workers. And so are, we are very connected um, through our um, house operations and have uh, monthly meetings even with the social workers uh, in the area. Um, and they refer families directly 
directly to us. They kind of know their needs ahead of time. They kind of know who is, you know, from out of state, who's traveling far, um, because we do have a couple criteria to stay at the Ronald McDonald House. And one of those is you must have a child who's uh, uh, before their 22nd birthday, they can stay at the house and they must be receiving treatment in this area. So they have to have that doctor's referral and they can't live within Mecklenburg County is the only thing. So they have to be, you know, traveling a great distance, whether that we've seen families from Shelby or all the way from Honduras, you know, whether it, they're just outside of Mecklenburg County. So we work directly with the hospitals. And what does that wow. look like? Do, the whole, do all the families stay? The, do like if, if, if I was a child and I was sick, would I be staying at the house if, if I was getting okay? Maybe I only needed to have treatments three or four times a week if I wasn't necessarily in an actual hospital bed. Like, how does that work or what's the structure there? Yeah, it's, so it's all a little bit different based on families. Um, sometimes the children, um, and most of the time, the children will be in the hospital, you know, receiving treatment and their uh, loved ones are staying at the house. But we have so many families that are coming back even for checkups, that we have children who received um, a heart transplant, a lung transplant, that just have to come back every three months, six months. And so they'll actually stay in the house with their, their parents. Um, we had, you know, families that they'll, they'll come be doing treatments over the, over the summer and they'll be staying with us for a couple months. So the kids are there too. Um, but we really mainly see, you know, the parents who their ch children are receiving those life-saving treatments in the hospital. During this time, especially what else can the d community do to help you right now? Yeah, well, right now, our, our main thing is feeding our families and making sure that they have a, um, a hot meal every night. Um, so on our website, we have a House Heroes campaign um, dedicated to feeding our families, um, keeping the power on, keeping, you know, the house clean because we don't have volunteers. Um, and then also those who, you know, can't donate monetarily right now, which we understand, um, um, but maybe they can buy a smaller item such as a, um, a thing of mac and cheese or um, a, a packet of, you know, granola bars. Um, they can purchase those through our uh, wish list items. And then our final thing we have is our virtual sport a shirt uh, share a night right now where you can buy a $10 t-shirt which covers the cost um, a family would uh, uh, for a donation for a family for it to stay overnight and um, it covers that for the family and then you get an awesome cool shirt and you get to sport it for families um, and we'll, we'll do some fun virtual stuff with that as well. Is that, um, do all corporations, not corporations, but do, do people that, that volunteer and donate, does that cover the expenses for the families? Like do, do they, if I was a family, do I have to pay or is this something that you guys take all of that, that basically the cost are, um, off the table? Great question. Great question. We get this a lot. Um, we do ask families for a suggested donation of um, uh, $15 per night, but if they can't pay it, um, they are not never turned away. Um, we just ask if they would like to leave something, they will. And about 60 to 70% of families will leave something um, to the house, whether that is their, you know, just a small donation or whether they come back and volunteer. We have a ton of families that 
our uh, meal kitchen crusaders for us and come back, you know, every so often and cook a meal for the families or just uh, raise wish list items for us at the holidays. So we have a lot of families that give back in different ways, but they are never turned away uh, for not being able to pay um, at that suggested donation. That's awesome. I, I know you guys are eager to get back to, to, to whatever the new norm is going to be. Um, you know, I would challenge anybody that is listening to really take some time to learn about Ronald McDonald House and set up an opportunity or a night and bring food, cook food. Bring your team in there and, 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 uh, and, and make dinner for them. Um, I think it's something that, that all companies and organizations need to look into because it's something that's really cool. I can't wait to actually experience it as well. And, uh, and I know you guys are right down the street from us, so that's, that's really awesome. Before this kind of happened, and maybe this has changed things uh, with the COVID-19, but where do you see the future of the Ronald McDonald House uh, in Charlotte? Well, we, we see us continuing to grow and continuing to thrive. And really, uh, if we weren't in COVID, we would, be, we would still be as busy as we are. We're always, uh, families are always at our house. We are open, you know, 24-7, 365 days a year for these families. Um, because if, it doesn't matter if it's a holiday or if it's a weekend. You know, families need this care because, you know, sickness and injury don't happen, you know, you know, conveniently, you know, it, it happens right. at any time. And so we always need volunteers at the house um, we, from checking in families to uh, cooking, like you said, to cleaning and anything like that. So we're always needing families to come and volunteer to help our families at the house too, whether they are with a, a corporate organization to bring that, bring your whole group in to take over the house one day to bring No. Uh oh. <laughs> just we're almost done. Ah. Dang it. Yash. Yeah. We lost her again. We know. I'll text her. <laughs> I was I was literally about to have the last question and wrap it up. Yeah. She can call in. She, we don't need video if that's uh, troubling it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It'll be, it'll be easier. Yeah. I'm, I mean, the last thing I'm really just gonna do is is has asked a question on what, how we can find out more information and then do my like, comment, share thing. Then we'll be done. Okay. Got Jeff yeah, she's answering me. She's calling back in. Yash, your, uh, your editing um, workload is about to increase a little bit. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's all right. Dude, I love your art back there, the clipboard. Right? That, that's right? a good oh, idea. That's unique as hell. What are those projects or are they just different pieces yeah, of art? Some, I can't see some them. photography and then logos and stuff like that. I'm, I'm kind of proud of. I'm, yeah, I'm missing awesome. one. The one like right right here. I'm missing that one. That, that's just to, to make sure that you know the next one's going to be the best one. Exactly. Yeah, that's just motivation. Better. Motivation. Like what am I going to put on the blank uh, one? That's pretty exactly. Cool. I've never seen that before. Look at you over there. Just, right? Like, the frames are expensive. Like just, <laughs> yeah. I got this yeah. like, Amazon, like five bucks. You know, when, whenever we get back to normal, so you need to go to Ikea. They right. Got, they got cheap. Well, I don't want to say cheap. We don't like using that word. They have affordable. Right. Affordable frames. My wife. Yeah, Michael's always runs like really good, like at least half off specials on their stock yeah. frames. Um, something to pay attention to as well. I've used those in the past. Yeah. Get like a $25 frame for like eight bucks. Yeah, exactly. I think we got her back. I'm going to go on here. Hey. 
she's she's on she's muted though hello can you hear me now yes, you're <laughs> i'm back. on the phone yeah. now i'm so sorry no, you're, good. <laughs> you're good we're um we're about to actually wrap <clears throat> it up here you were perfect on that i'm basically going to ask you just uh how we can find out more information and all that stuff and then we'll wrap it up so just a couple more minutes sure. um and so we'll get going again three two one and so when, when, as we get kind of closer towards, you know, the end of this podcast, what we really want to do is people that are listening, you know, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you, get in touch with the Ronald McDonald house to learn more. And, and if they're interested in not only donating, but in the future, um, you know, donating some of their time, uh, how, how can they get in touch with you guys? Sure. They can go right to our website, which is rmhofcharlotte.org. And we have information on there how to donate uh, via our house heroes. If you want to donate meals or products right now. Also, we have our sport a shirt information right on there. If you want to buy a t-shirt to help support, uh, support families. And then also we are on uh, social media too right now. Um, so you can check out our links right from our uh, webpage. And we are sharing some fun uh, videos to kind of give you a house tour of what we're doing with families and how we are surviving during this time. Um, so that's also something fun to check out too. I love that. And um, definitely check out the social media. I think that's awesome. I think everybody, you know, needs some, some new ideas and some creativity. So we appreciate you doing that. If you are listening, uh, please like, share, comment, go and follow the Ronald McDonald house, check out what they're doing. Really cool organization. Uh, and one that has a global reach, but one that in, in Charlotte specifically has that local feel. And it's something that you can be proud of when, uh, when you support that organization. So Kristen, thank you so much for joining us on the Brand Builders podcast. It was fun to learn a little bit more about, you know, your story and, and how, how you're tied into the Ronald McDonald house, but ultimately, you know, what the great things that your organization are doing for those families, for those children. Uh, it's an honor to have our office right down the street from you guys. And I know there's a lot of people in Charlotte that are proud of the work that you guys do, but ultimately the, the support that you give to those families when they need it the most. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us on the Brand Builders podcast. Well, thank you so much. And I can't wait to see you guys at the house too when we open back up. Um, maybe I can sign you both up to you know cook some dinner for us or something like that. Hey, we're looking forward to a big hug and reconnection and all of those good things. And I'd like to say thank you very much for your work in our community as well. Uh, we, we, and I know the families certainly appreciate it. It feels good to be in a great community offering all these great services. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support. We truly appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, Kristen. Until next time, you have been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.